Hey friends, you're listening to the Difference Makers Podcast, and I'm your host, Jamie Mullins. On each monthly episode, we'll have a guest that will give us a peek into what it looks like for them to be a difference maker, a leader in the places God has given them influence. My hope is that it leaves you encouraged to use your gifts, passions, and story to make a difference right where you are. Well, hello and welcome to Difference Makers Podcast. My name is Jamie Mullins, and today we're so excited that we have got Cody Carnes here with us for this episode. Welcome, Cody. Thank you. It's good to be here. So excited to have you. And and just for our listeners, if you've never tuned in before, part of this conversation is just meant to equip you to be a leader in the places that God's given you influence, to show you how you can use your gifts, your passions, and your story to make a difference where you already are. And so today what we want to talk to Cody about is just the importance of, as leaders, spending time in God's presence. And I know like that's what you that's what you do for a living and yeah. people in worship <laughs> is helping them to be in God's presence. And yeah. I've seen this trend really even over the last five years where it seems like we celebrate hustle mm-hmm. so much that every like when we talk about how are you, you used to say, Oh, I'm good or I'm yeah. fine. But now the yeah. response is, I'm so busy. I'm busy. Yeah. Yes. I got a lot going on, this and this and this and that. Yeah. Yeah. So we celebrate and it's actually mm-hmm. we give accolades for mm-hmm. how much we hustle and how busy we are. Yeah. But as as kingdom leaders, we're we're like we're pouring our lives into people. And so if all we do is hustle and we don't actually take time to rest and yeah. spend time in God's presence, we're just seeing so much burnout. So yeah. what have you seen? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that is a, an easy thing to, easy trap to fall into with our culture. Um, you feel like you're accomplishing things if you're busy. You feel like, and you feel like you're not if you're not doing anything, you know, yeah. and, um, but it's so easy to burn out. And, um, you know, I, I think of it, I, I, so Carrie and I have established a rhythm in our lives where we, we have ske- we schedule Sabbath days mm. and, you know, with the busyness of, of what's happening and with our calendars, our calendars can so easily get filled and you almost have to just, you have to schedule it, not just, Hey, I'll get around to it, but like actually protect the time. That's and that's, good. that's really what it is, is it's a, it's a intentional protection of the time, you know? And so as we've done that in our lives where we schedule a Sabbath day and we, and we try to do one every like seven days, sometimes it's like every four or every 10 or, you know, just flexible because our schedule is so different all the time. But generally we try to do like four a month. Mm. And what we do is we turn off all of our work, any kind of work, emails, contacts. We try to really turn our brains off as much as we can with that. And really we try to focus our conversations with each other uh, just on our marriage, just on our kids, just on what God is saying, what he's speaking and, and try to turn off all the things about what we do uh, offer that entire day. And it's amazing. Uh, you know, the Sabbath principle is like, you can do more in six days mm-hmm. with God's blessing than you can do in seven with your own uh, striving, your yeah. own work. And, uh, and it's so true. It's just like this crazy thing that happens when all of a sudden you feel like, I feel like I have way more time to accomplish things. And it's probably just because I'm rested, you That's know, good. I have way more time than I, with six days than I do with seven, you know? <laughs> and, and I, I think it's also, it's like a, it's a constant reset for us every time that ultimately God is in control of my life. Mm. And ultimately I can, I can shut everything down for a day. And what that does is it, it reminds my heart and it resets 
my focus on God, ultimately you're handling all this stuff. Ultimately, you're the provider. Ultimately, you're the protector. Ultimately, you, you're, I'm just a part of what you're doing in my life and in the influence that I have. And so it's kind of like a trust reset every time. And I think that's really where that you say like you're rested, really being rested in your soul is being secure, Mm. is being, is, is, is trusting God and having that security of, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen in a situation. I, I don't know. A to B right now, but I ultimately, I'm going to trust that God's just going to, just going to lead me and guide me and show me what's to happen. And it takes a lot of trust to turn everything off for a day. Cause it's so, that's, that's why people don't do it. They think I can't waste quote unquote, I can't waste a whole day of time, not like chipping away at this project or whatever I have to do. And it's like, well, no, that's the point you, you can, you know? And so I think you just have to do it. It's just, it's just like any kind of principle, any kind of biblical principle. It's like tithing. It's yeah. like any pr- principle that you apply to your life. It first takes discipline mm-hmm. and you just do it and you just schedule it and you, and it's hard. Some days, even Carrie, sometimes will, like I'll pop up my computer on a Sabbath <laughs> day. Like I've cheated before, you know, cause I'm like, cause it, what do I, what do I say? Ah, just this one thing. Just right. this one. I'll just do this. I, if I can just finish this one email and no, it, it actually like, it sets up my brain all day to just be in that mindset. And so I have to really be strict and just discipline myself. But you start to see the blessings and you start to see the benefits of it. And uh, and it becomes so much more beneficial in what you're doing because you're rested. Yeah. Well, and I love that you said, I think sometimes people don't take that step to like take a Sabbath mm. because life continues to get in the way. And so it's yeah. like, I'll do that next week. Exactly. I'll do that next week. And before you know, it's been two months and you haven't yes. actually stopped to rest. So, so the fact that y'all pro- you've intentionally protected that time, mm. because I think for me, sometimes I won't take that step because it feels like a ritual. Like, yeah, I don't want to religious. Yes. Like yeah. I'm going to put this on the calendar. It, it feels like it takes the, the, the relationship part of it, yeah. but just like anything, like my husband and I, we've got a scheduled date night you have or it's to. not going to happen exactly. when we've got kids. So you have to. I love that you said that you it's protecting mm-hmm. that space because mm-hmm. it's not going to happen on its own yeah. unless we're intentional. Exactly. So we have, we've had the opportunity to, to get to sing and be led in nothing else here. Mm, One of your I most recent that. songs, which mm. is incredible. Thank you. Um, it's been so impactful. I know not just here at Cross Timbers, but across the country. And it's, mm. it is a song for, this generation, I love it. Mm. Um, but I'd love to hear kind of what led you to to write that song. Yeah, yeah that song, um, you know, in Nashville, in the songwriting culture, uh, you you schedule songwriting sessions with other writers. It's very common. It's kind of like a normal work day. And uh, so I had a I had a writing session scheduled with a couple people, and I walked in that day not knowing what I would write that day, and. Uh, started sitting down, started just sitting at the piano and just kind of just going with the flow and playing and trying to find an idea somewhere. And uh, so we stumble on the chorus. We just kind of start writing the chorus and, and uh, didn't know what the song was going to be about. Didn't bring the whole idea yet. I did. It's like my heart didn't even know what was about to happen. Mm. And um, as we're writing the chorus, we get the first half caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet caught up in this holy moment and never want to leave. It just, so we knew, okay, this is going to be a, a presence, a, a soaking song or whatever, you know, it's, and I remember sitting at the piano singing that and instantly I thought of the line, I'm not here for blessings, Jesus, you don't owe me anything. Mm. And it was like in that moment, like, it was like my heart jumped out of like 
like jumped out of my words. It jumped out through my words. And I realized that that is the thing I needed to say to God. And I instantly started just crying and broke down. And it was like this, it was this holy moment for the whole rest of the day writing the song. And, and it was funny because it, it wasn't like I had the revelation and then wrote the song. Literally the revelation came to me in the middle of wow. the song. And it, un, it, it made me realize that I had for about a year and a half to two years, I had a lot of pent up like frustration and discontentment and disappointment and not even really with God. Cause I, I, I've tried, I was trusting God through the whole thing. It was just that I, I had been praying for certain things. I was expecting certain things. I had, I had thought that certain things in my life were going to go a certain way and they, and it wasn't happening. Mm. And which you could apply that to any part of your life. Like that's so easy because this faith walk is oftentimes it's confusing and it's just, you, you know, you don't know what's happening and you can't see them from the beginning. And, um, and so I was just really frustrated a lot with a lot of stuff. And this song kind of helped me realize that my heart had become so wrapped up in all of that stuff and so wrapped up that I was actually losing the, the prize. I was losing the thing that actually mattered the most. And, and it felt like that moment when I got saved, when I, when I met Jesus for the first time, it felt like that moment of when I realized that this is the most valuable prize yeah. that I could ever have in my life is relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. is the fact that I'm saved, the fact that, that he's called me into his kingdom and that I have, I'm seated in heaven. And I think it was just this realization of like, okay, like, why am I, why am I actually disappointed in all the stuff that I'm not getting that actually doesn't even matter. And I, Jesus is enough, wow. so, you know? Yeah. So it's been, you know, it came out of that moment and it's been amazing watching it, you know, every time I lead it, watching, like I get to lead people into that same journey. And it's, it's like, it opens the door to that encounter that I had every time that I lead it, you know? And, uh, and Bill Johnson said that one time, a group of songwriters, he said, when you write songs, write from an encounter with God, cause, cause that encounter gets locked up in that song every time. And every time it's led or, or heard or played in a car it opens that door and it's that's what's happening you know i still cry really every time i lead it because it's just it's that real uh reset it's that repentance it's that you know uh that beautiful turnaround that 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 repentance brings and there's so much grace that god gives you know in it so well i think that that even goes back to your reset with your sabbath that you were talking about because i think we do like where we find ourselves in culture today, we get so caught up in the doing mm-hmm. piece, and then our 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 goal becomes that thing. Yeah. Like even if it's the thing God called you to do, like He's He's given all of us specific gifts and passions for His mm-hmm. purposes. Yeah. But we get so focused on the thing mm-hmm. and accomplishing it that we lose sight of like what you said, like the prize. And so yeah. if we don't have those opportunities to reset, then we're gonna get caught up in those things yeah. instead of the ultimate thing. Yeah. And we lose sight of why we even wanted to do it. And I love right. like one of the lines in the song, you say, I'm sorry when we just, when I've just gone through the motions. Yeah. And I have found myself there as a leader, mm-hmm. like doing the thing God called me to do and mm-hmm. just going through the motions and I've lost all passion for the thing that made my heart beat fast. Yeah. So 
uh, I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Like how, as leaders, how do we get there where we're just going, going through the motions? I think it's part of what you're already talking about is it's the rest thing. It's the, it's the, just getting yourself too busy and it's not, it's, it's like, it's like the presence of God is the source. It's like, it's, if I'm, if I'm like a, if I'm an uh, electric like device, you know, which we are. Yeah. And if I'm not connected into the wall enough times, I'm going to just stop working. I'm going to just, I'm going to just kind of start working on fumes. And, but it's like, you have to reconnect and you have to get that power source. You have to recharge, like maybe more like a phone. Like I have a battery life that's going to last a certain amount of time. But as soon as I, that dies, I don't function the same way. And so right. you've, you've got to, Reconnect, and so I think you start going through the motions whenever the life isn't there anymore, mm-hmm. whenever your battery's dead, and 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 you can do that for so long, you know, and you can fake it for a long time. But 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 why? I mean, what's you know why do that when when God is saying I'm here, I'm available, I'm ready to speak, I'm ready to tell you things that I have never told you that I've never told anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like I'm. I I want to be this source that you constantly every you know I plug my phone in to, next to my bed every night because I want that full charge the next day. Yeah, and it's like those setting those times, being in that rhythm of like every day of every week having the Sabbath of of just reconnecting back to the source is I think the way that you uh, fight that. Mm, it's good, and our source it's like it's our Father. Yeah, and so spending time I know that for me and probably for other people who are listening we had not the best picture of an earthly father. Yeah. And so then there's this there's this tendency to not be want to be connected to yeah. our source who is our our heavenly father. Yeah. Um but when we can see him as the good father that he is it changes everything mm-hmm. about our desire to connect and I've heard you talk a couple of times just about the revelation you've had just with having your son yeah. and that connection of you getting to see that relationship and your connection and then that kind of changing the way that you yeah. view yeah, my my revelation of of the Father of God the Father started at a pretty young age cuz I don't have the best relationship with my dad and my dad tried really hard to be a great father and in a lot of ways he was but from a spiritual aspect he didn't know how to be a good a good dad uh wasn't a strong spiritual leader and now we're pre- we're a pretty rough relationship but uh so early on I would hear like 13 14 15 years old I would, I'd be playing music. I'd, I would lead worship at church or whatever. Or I would do something. I would, I would do some kind of like accomplishment. Right. And I would hear the voice of the father through the Holy spirit. I would hear this voice when I would like get off stage, I would hear this voice say, Hey, I'm really proud of you. Mm. You did a great job. Mm. And, and it was like, I didn't even really ask for it or know. Like it was just this voice that would cut through everything. And it kind of built this relationship with me. It was almost like God, the father came in and filled any of the voids that my earthly father left, God, the father came in and like filled those voids Mm -hmm. and that he wants, he, he, that's available for everybody. And so when you kind of develop that relationship and when you hear those voices in your head, say those kind of affirming things that father, a good father does, that's what, that's what God, the father is. So that that's influenced my relationship, even with my son is like, it was almost like I was fathered well, because it was like kind of, tag team between my dad and God in a way, you know, yeah. it's not a weird thing to say, but, <laughs> but that's kind of how I see it. Like God yeah. just filled in those voids and it's taught me how to be a good father, you know? And, and so, but now with my relationship with my son, it's like, man, you know, anybody that has kids, you know, 
there's like a window of love in your heart. There's a whole like door. There's a whole like flood of love that was just been locked up that you didn't even know was there. And then you have a kid and it's like, it just gets released. And it, it it's affected every part of my life. Just the love that I feel for them has like influenced everything. But I, I had this uh, specific moment recently with Canyon, our, our three-year-old son. And it was a night when he was, he was just having a hard time sleeping or something. And, and I went up to his room and, uh, you know, I just, I just crawled in bed with him and he was kind of not even really fully awake and just was having a hard time crawled in bed. And I just kind of, I kind of sat, laid down next to him, put my arm kind of over him and he just went back to sleep. Mm. And I laid there and I instantly, I instantly felt like God, almost like this, I could kind of see myself in like this, you know, this vision or God just kind of showed me this picture. I could see myself laying there with Canyon and I could see God, the father laying behind me. Mm. And it was almost like this revelation of like, you know, the love that you feel for your son and the way that your heart is so to protect him and to provide for him and to do anything for him. You're imperfect. How much greater, you know, is, is my love for you. And, um, and so it's like, I feel like if I have just like a percentage of a percentage of a percentage of the amount of love for Canyon and for Kingston that God has for me, it's like, I just now picture okay, the way I feel, I'll times that by like 10 trillion. And, you know, that's how you feel about me. And it's, it's that's pretty mind blowing. blowing. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I, um, I would love for you just, if there's any other encouragement that you would give to our difference makers as they are, most of them are out in the marketplace leading in the yeah. places God's given them influence. So is there anything else that you would want to encourage them just to prioritize, like whether it's Sabbath or spending time in God's presence through worship or protecting that time? Is there anything else you would say to encourage them today? Yeah, I think it's just what we've already said today. Just be careful, be careful just not to get too busy with everything and, and re reset that trust, reset that dependence on God as much as, as much as you can and, um, and protect that time. And, um, you know, everything the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added. And I mm. think, I think what that means is put your heart first here and I'll take care of everything else, you know? And so just protect that. Just really, if, if that's not a rhythm for you, you know, make a commitment now to just go through your calendar for the next month and pick out four days you know, and maybe you're in a normal rhythm where you work Monday to Friday and you can take a time off on a Saturday and that's pretty easy or whatever. But, but take, take four days, pick out four days that you can mark it off. And that means you just spend time with the Lord. You spend time with your family. You do, you do something life-giving, like do something that you love to do, refuel yourself, but turn off all the work, all the, all the, like, I have to do this or all the, um, all the stuff that you're trying to accomplish, I yeah. guess that you're working on that, that, that feeds something about what you do, turn all that off and just do do that for a month. If you, if you don't already do it and just see what happens. That's good. You know what? That other thing is you're, as you're just saying that we talk a lot about multiplication in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so when we as difference makers decide to make that commitment, the ripple effect that's going to have, like yeah. I think about, when we as leaders decide to protect that time, we're also telling other people it's okay to do the same thing. Yeah. And so then that's going to then have a ripple effect into mm -hmm. families and generations and to workplaces. And so yes. like to think about 
if one person as a leader in their organization decides, I'm going to protect this time, it's giving other people permission yeah. to do the same thing. And yeah. then you could see a whole organization shift yes. and change because Absolutely. of one decision to protect for, Absolutely. for a little time, which yep. is pretty amazing. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you so much, Cody. Such an incredible conversation. I feel like I could fill up a notebook with everything that we discussed today. And, and I just want to think about us as difference makers. What step do we need to take? to begin to build this margin in our lives so that we can reconnect to our source, so that we can have opportunities to rest and to really unplug from all of the noise in life so that we can reconnect to the voice that's most important. So I want to challenge you this week, take a step. And as Cody said, maybe it's just starting with just a couple of hours that you can disconnect from all of the outside noise to have a, an opportunity to reset and reconnect with your source and, and then work on building up to a whole day that you can protect. I'm so encouraged by this conversation. I hope you have too. We'll look forward to seeing you for our next 10K Tuesday. If, if you're in the DFW Metroplex, we host 10K Tuesday services on the first Tuesday of every month. Service starts at 7 p.m. We're looking forward to our service in June. We have Brad Lominick who is going to come. He was the founder of Catalyst Conferences, and he is, has so much to share about how to stay humble and hungry as a difference maker. So I hope you'll join us for that, and we'll look forward to having you for our next episode of the Difference Makers podcast.